for joining us. Um, my name is Dominic Rays from The Merchant of Magic, and today I'm joined with Elliot Smith. Now, Elliot Smith is a co-author of the book Highway to Success. And now that's a book that we featured a lot in the magic shop at the moment. And the reason being is that I think it ties in really well with the direction that we're trying to uh, to help magicians through the blog and through our eBooks uh, and uh, through uh, the individual help that we give. And that's for a lot of magicians that are perhaps performing and uh, they're learning tricks and they're performing for their family and friends, but they're thinking they maybe want to take it somewhere else, take it a bit further, and they don't have any directional help of how to turn maybe their, their magic hobby into a business or career. So I'm really excited to speak to Elliot, and I think you really like it too. So without further ado, let's say hi. Hi, Elliot. Hi, Dominic. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, thanks for taking the time because I know you're a busy guy. And um, so, you know, I've been wanting to do this interview for, for quite some time. And um, and I, I really like the content of the book. So, uh, you know, it's exciting to find out maybe a little bit uh, more about you and and uh, how the book came about, uh, you know, um, how it can help um, help our, our watchers and, our, you know, our readers. Definitely. So I guess I should start off telling you a little bit about myself and tell you the story of exactly how I got to this point in time. I've been doing magic now professionally for 42 years. Um, like some of the other stories you may hear, I started when I was six years old. I saw a magician on TV. It was actually Mark Wilson, the Mark Wilson Magic Show. Uh, oh, that's cool. Watch. We never really got that here. It was mainly Paul Daniels, but you know, I know Mark Wilson's right. super huge in, in um, you know, as a legend of magic, but he was never really highlighted in the UK. Yeah, well, I got him every Sunday afternoon. So like clockwork, I position myself in front of the TV and watch the Mark Wilson show. And just after my sixth birthday, I said to my parents, that's what I want to do. I want to be a magician. And they go, that's really nice. Go to school, get an education, get a real job, and then you can do what you want to do. <laughs> but uh, they bought me a magic set. And like I found many people over the years have gotten magic sets. They don't realize how much time and work and effort and diligence and discipline it really, really takes. And at six years old, I was just totally taken back by this. So I didn't get involved in sports with a lot of my friends. So I would come home from school, do my homework, and then sequester myself to, you know, my bedroom and practice magic. But I went to university. I went to school, went to university, had real jobs, as you may say. But magic always formed part of my life. Um, on weekends and during the week, I was still out performing. But that's not really what I wanted to do. My passion was to do magic full time. But back then, you listen to the people around you, to your peers, and they say, well, that's really nice that you got this little hobby. You can't do that as a, as a living. You have to do what I'm doing. You have to work at this job for 40 years, put in your nine to five job. And then after when you retire, then you can do what you want. So. You know, you're very influenced as a, as a young person, so I figured, okay, that's what I need to do. But magic was always my passion. Now, in, in, in my jobs along the way, um, I learned about marketing, about promotion, about business, and I thought, if I could promote and market the business I'm working for, why could I not just apply that to myself, me, a magician? So I started doing that, and I found I was actually booking more and more shows to the point where about 25, 26 years ago, I found out that I was actually making more money 
part-time in my magic, which I really wanted to do rather than my full-time job. So I actually quit my job, made the transition over to magic on full-time basis, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So, so it, you really, it was that career and that experience outside of magic and the, learning the business side of things that, that allowed you to have that push to use those skills maybe to, to have the career that, that you were feeling that you should always really have had. Exactly. It became very apparent that, you know, I, I had the magic equipment I had to show but now I needed an audience. How do I find the audience to perform in front of? And that's when I sort of realized that there was two parts. There was the part of me who was the performer, entertainer, artist, magician, but then I found the other part of me was actually the business person. So I had to put on the business hat and go out and get the bookings. Um, so in 2002, I met this fellow who was a lawyer and he wanted to do magic full-time he didn't really enjoy law that much but magic was his passion so he said to me like i see you're out busy doing magic all the time you're getting bookings how do you do this so as i started explaining exactly what i did on a day-to-day -day -day basis it was like an epiphany for him he goes like like wow that's really incredible information and I was kind of taken back because this is what I did every day. I didn't think it was such a big deal, but to him, it was like a big deal. So I thought, you know what? I've always wanted to get this information out to other performers, artists, whether they be magicians, clowns, jugglers, whatever the case may be. We're all performing artists. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe he and I would be the vehicle to be able to get this information out. So I said, why don't we write a book together? And why don't I put 35 years of information down on paper, you start asking me questions if we haven't sort of touched on that particular point. And then you start applying it into your day-to-day -day routine. So the process of writing the book took about two and a half years. And, but about halfway through, about a year and a half into the project, as he started applying all of these to his day-to-day -day routine, he found out that he was actually getting a lot of booking. He was making a lot of money. He was actually um, matching the income that he was in his real job. So at that point in time, he decided to pursue magic full time. So we knew that all the information in the book uh, actually worked. He was sort of like the, the test case, if you, if you may. And that's how Highway to Success sort of came into existence. So that's great. You, you almost had kind of a guinea pig through the whole process because we pick up all of this information and, and we make all these little mistakes and every, every gig we learn something new and when we're quoting a client and perhaps sometimes we get a gig, sometimes maybe we lose out, but we're always learning all along the line and we don't realise quite how much information we pick up. Um, so it, you were kind of, you had this person, you were teaching it and you were getting all this feedback as well about how this system that you were setting up would actually play out if someone was following it. Correct, correct. Um, it, was, it, it was very interesting because what I started doing is I started documenting everything that I was doing on a daily basis from the time I got up in the morning till the time I went to bed. I was very focused when it came to the, the business part. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of performers, again, very artistic, creative people when it comes to their, 
their um, their magic or whatever they're doing. But when it comes to the business side, it seems they are a little apprehensive. You know, I don't want to do this stuff. I don't know how to do this stuff. So that's what I started talking more about was, was the other side. Um, I would go to a lot of conventions. I've been to the SAM conventions, the IBM conventions, uh, the World Magic Desert Seminar, and you're meeting thousands of other very talented magicians who just don't know how to market and promote and do the business stuff. And that's what I started doing the lectures on. So now you have the show. You come here, you've learned all the magic. Specifically about this content. Yes. Um, so that's what we started started lecturing on was the whole the back end of the business. Um, so I'm very proactive when it comes to booking shows. Um, I mean, I do have an agent and I do have event planners who book me out, but they maybe account for maybe 25% of the work that I get. Most of the shows that I book come from me getting on the phone, doing cold calls, follow ups. Uh, um, retrieving emails, responding in a timely mash, uh, fashion, going to networking events. And these are all the type of uh, resources that we talk about in the book, about how to get the bookings. And then once you get the booking, about doing the contracts, um, how to like, write letters of introduction. Um, cold calls these days are sort of like a fear for most people. But yet that's how I get all of my my um my booking so i actually wrote a whole chapter on doing cold calls yeah that, that's i was i was going to talk about that because that's one of the things that, that i was really impressed with a chapter i'd actually made a note for this interview to talk about cold calling because um i i wrote a blog article a little while ago just saying that but guys you, you've really got to spend you've got to structure through your week a time where you are writing these letters and you're sending out and you're contacting people. You can't just wait for, for work to come in from your website or from your agent. And, and everybody tends to do that. Very few people sit down and say, right, I'm going to contact four or five clients today. I'm going to send out the letters and then I'm going to follow it up and I'm going to do it in a structured, regular work every single day or, or every single week. Um, and people just don't do it, but it, but it really pays off. It was lovely to see that in the book. This, Dominic, is what I do every day. Most of my days, if I'm not performing during the daytime hours, is being on the phone, contacting people, doing the follow-ups and the follow-through. And the follow-up and the follow-through is such an important thing. Um, believe it or not, I get a lot of bookings from folks who have contacted other magicians, either by phone, by email, whatever the case may be, and they don't get back to them. I don't understand this. Um, and what I do is, to me, it's, it's, this is not rocket science. If somebody sends you an email or gets you a phone call, I'm back, depending on what my schedule is, but I'm back to these people either immediately or within an hour. To me, they're calling me saying, hey, I want to book you. I want some information. I want to give you money. Why would I not get back to them in a timely fashion? Um, a personal thing for me is just to let, like, a few weeks ago, I needed some, some work done at the house. So I figured, okay, I go, I do some research, find out one of the contractors, a few of the contracts that are in my area, and I phone them up. Hi, my name is Elliot. I'd like to get you to come over and do a quote. I need some interlocking work done at my house. Uh, can we set up an appointment where you can come over and give me a, a quote? 
So I'm being proactive, calling this guy. I'm wanting to give him money. And I didn't get a call back from the guy. So I waited or two, a day or two. Hi, it's Elliot. I called you a few days ago. I left you a message. I'd like you to come over and give me a quote. I need some interlock work done. Still don't hear back from the guy. I don't understand. To me and probably people like you, this is, this is common sense. But even in our own industry, I find that some people are very lackadaisical when it gets to calling back people. And somebody's calling you to get information. They want to get it very, very quickly. They want it now. We're in a society right now where people don't want to wait. So if you wait a day or two to get back to them, they've already probably booked somebody else. Me. <laughs> so this is what we talk about in the book. Um, uh, we talk about call tracking, which to me is very, very important. Um, this is a copy of the book. And uh, it, it's, a, it's, a full, it's full color. Um, we have a lot of areas that we've highlighted where we're drawing specific attention to various things. Um, but the very unique thing about the book is everything we talk about here, whether it's uh, uh, sample contracts, sample scripts, call tracking forms or whatever, um, they're all in the back of the book. And anybody who purchases the ebook will have an opportunity to go onto the extended warranty portion of the book. Uh, they're going to send an email and they will get a password that lets them go actually to the area where they can download working versions in Excel um, or Word documents with what we're talking about. So, for example, call tracking. I think this is very, very important. I get a lot of business with this. So somebody calls me or sends me an email wanting some information about a magic show for a particular event um, at a specific date. So let's say, let's just say it's a kid's birthday party. So somebody calls me up. Yes, we're having a child's birthday party on such a date and such a time. Can I get some information? I give them the information um, and I make a notation while we're talking, the person's name, their phone number, the email address, the date, the time, and the price that I quoted them. Now I enter it into my call tracking form. If I don't hear from these people within two to three days, what I do is I already have all their information in this call tracking form. I call them back to follow up. Hi, we spoke it a few days ago. I already know the date, the time, the price that I quoted them. So there's no, also there's no problem with, well, you said it was $200. No, I said it was 250. I have all my notes on my call tracking sheet. So I use the call tracking sheet as a method to do the follow-up to see the progress of their decision. If for whatever reason they don't book, then I now have a record of them calling me. I have all of their information uh, with a date and everything like that. So, for example, let's say they didn't book it because they changed the date of the party. I wasn't available or something. I now have the call tracking sheet with all of these information on it. The next year, what I do is a month before the date, I can go through my call tracking sheet to see, well, last year I talked to this lady who was having a birthday party on such a date for the child. Here's the price I quoted her. I'm going to give her a call and say something like, hi, Mary, it was, it's Elliot Smith, magician. I was speaking with you last year. You had a birthday party coming up in April or whatever month it was. Uh, it didn't get booked for whatever reason. Are you having that same event again this year? So now it's not a cold call anymore. It's a warm call. Um, so there's a lot of really great things in the book that we talk about 
in terms of being able to get business. Uh, so over and above the cold call, you have warm calls. We talk all about getting referrals. Uh, just there's tons of information in here how people can definitely succeed and grow their business, whether on a part-time or full-time basis. Yeah, it's, it, I was really impressed as well by all the templates. And it's not just a read. It's almost, it, it's, it's a workbook as well. So you've yeah, got, you've got um, like you said, uh, um, with planning your contacts and recontact schedules, and you've got templates, you've got suggested letters to send out, um, and you've got little calls to actions like to, to actually get out and contact some agents or contact, do some cold calling. So it, it really does sort of push you to say, right, you need to actually do something now rather than fantasize about this career in magic, which is never going to happen unless you actually do something to make it happen. And, and I, I saw that that was kind of, uh, that was focused for me right at the beginning when, when you have the, the, the DDD formula, um, where you talk about, uh, you know, the three Ds. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Cause I, cause I think that's really valuable. Definitely. So I came up with the concept of the three Ds, determination, dedication, and discipline. This is something that if we're talking in, in the magic community, this is something that we apply almost every day to our art form. When you're, after you've purchased um, a, a new effect or you, you're bringing one out of hibernation that you haven't done in a while, these are the three things that you, we all use in order to perfect our art form in the, in the magic track. The determination, we're focused. You're focusing on learning this new effect. Um, what you have to do is you have to put other things aside and you focus on doing this, this new effect. Dedication, I mean, we wouldn't be performing artists if we weren't dedicated to what we wanted to do. This is, this is our love, this is our passion, this is what we want to do. So again, you're going to transfer this dedication on learning a magic trick to your business of magic. Um, and then the whole discipline thing, obviously, to learn magic, the amount of time and effort and patience and diligence that you have to have, you have to have that discipline where you're going to actively pursue it and follow through on, on learning this. Otherwise, as you know, if you don't follow through those steps, the trick is not going to work. So what I'm saying is take these um, attributes that most of us already have when learning magic, but apply it to your magic business. All right. Um, and that's one of the most important things. And this is something that I think all of us have. But when they look at the whole business part of it, it's like, well, I can't do this. But we have to realize if you're going to be successful in your career and make money out of it, you have to run your magic like a business. And that's, that's why we wrote the book in such a way that we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just showing how to make that wheel run more efficiently. And, and how I explain this to Dominic, and I think you can, you can understand because you're a performing magician. When you learn something new in magic, there's a very logical sequence of order that you have to go through when you're, when you're learning this new effect. So if it's a card trick, all right, there's a very, well, so you start with the deck of cards. If it's not any setup involved, so you have to hold the deck a certain way. Then you have to do the next step, next step, the next step in order to get through to the end result where you're going to be fulfilling the, the illusion, right? 
if you change the order of, of any of these predetermined ways of doing the principles of this trick, the trick is not going to work. And this is what I found in business. So by watching what I was doing and writing down what I was doing every day, it seemed that I found that there was a pattern. There was a very logical sequence of order. So even though magicians in their business may be doing some of these things already, if they're not doing it in the proper order or the order that I feel is the most efficient or effective, they're not going to get the most efficient or effective results out of booking their shows. So I think that that's a very important thing about the book. The book goes through a very logical sequence of order of here's what you need to do. And then you do this and then you do this and then you do this. And I found out the hard way through the School of Hard Knocks. I, I wasted the time. I wasted money. I tried different things that didn't work. So basically what the book has done is, is taken all my things that I've done, found the things that didn't work. And I'm saying basically in the book, I've tried this. It didn't work. Trust me. Save your time. Save yourself the time and the energy. Here's what you need to do. It works. I've tried it. And here's the proof. Now that's good. That's pretty valuable as well. Because another issue that we find, especially running the business side of things, is you're outperforming. You're outperforming every day. You're outperforming at the weekends. Um, you've got a hundred emails that need to be catched up on. You've got quotes to send out. You've got invoices and taxes and all these different things. Um, and things do fall aside. You do forget to, to recontact someone or you, don't, you do forget to send out a contract when you should have and you need to be reminded by the client. And that's just part of being busy. But it's also, like you said, it's that process of not having, a, we, we don't have a set way of doing something. So I can see a lot of value there. But if you've got this roadmap, you've, you've, you've got a process that you can follow. So nothing falls out and you don't feel so stressed as a result of it. Exactly. And, and that's what the book does, too. It creates and shows and teaches uh, a system, a very logical sequence of order of doing things. Just like when we learn the trick, you do this, this, this and this. And in your business, you do the same thing. And if you start doing it enough times, it becomes very natural and very, very easy. Well, who would you say the book is for? Is it is it for someone who's already out there gigging and working and, and like a semi-professional or a professional? Uh, is, it, is it aimed specifically at them? Or does it also cover information for people that haven't made, haven't done their first gig yet, but they've been practicing like mad and maybe they've been performing to family and friends and, and they're on that cusp, but, but maybe for some time or, you know, or, or is often the case. But who have you specifically aimed it to? And that's a really great question because when we first decided to do the book, you had to look at what is your audience going to be. And I wanted to be able to reach the widest audience possible. So it, first of all, it was, it's written in, in a way that anybody can understand it. It's, it's written in everyday, ordinary language that's not sophisticated or not complicated. So I wanted the book to be targeted to anybody just starting out uh, that's starting to learn magic and thinks that, hey, maybe I wouldn't mind doing this. Uh, what am I going to need to know for later on if I do decide to go and do shows? Right up to the very point where we have actually sold the book and lectured to seasoned professionals. Now, you would assume that a professional that's doing this part-time knows everything about business. Well, you know what? They don't always do it. 
Uh, they don't already know it. They sort of sometimes depend on their manager or agent to do it all for them. But we've also heard stories of very rich and famous movie stars that you find out that all of a sudden they don't have any money because their agent or manager sort of took advantage of them. And these people didn't know enough about their own business to understand, hey, something is not going right at this point in time. So that's why I felt we all have to be aware of all aspects of our business. So, yes, the book is designed for people just starting out, people who are doing it part-time, people who are doing it part-time and want to make a transition to doing it full-time, but also people who are in it full-time. And I've gotten emails and letters from seasoned professionals who bought the book and go, you know what, Elliot? Like, wow, there was a lot of great information in the book. I, I knew most of it, but there was one little thing that I just wasn't doing. And it's completely changed my business or, you know, I was doing all of these things, but I wasn't doing it in the proper order. Now that I have a, a proper sequential order, I find things are going a lot easier. Or one of the most common things is, you know, Elliot, I used to do this one particular thing that you were talking about. But over the years, I became complacent with my business and I and I forgot about it. Now that I've reintroduced this thing into my business again, I'm busier because I'm doing it again and i sort of forgot about it so it's written for anybody yeah that's that's good for on, on that same in that same sort of um on that same vein if there's probably a lot of people that are going to watch this that um they haven't made that jump to to performing for the public so you know we get so many times people asking i don't know how to get my first gig well how should i get out there and do that um you know they're, all they've done is practice they practice for their family and friends when you have someone come up to you and say what's the first step how should i get my very first gig what would you normally recommend okay um very first thing that people should do as soon as they make that decision, and this may sound very simple or may sound, I don't know, but make a business card. That's one of the first links that you're going to have with a potential client. Um, I've met some, some really great performers or seen some great buskers on the street who are very, very proficient in their art form. And I see these people and go like, wow, this guy is probably getting booked out a lot, or I know a client who could possibly use his services. I'm going to go talk to him afterwards. So I go afterwards and I go to him and say, hi, my name is Elliot. I'm a magician. I was watching your show. I think it's a really great show. I may have some business for you. Could I have a business card? Uh, oh, I, I don't have business cards. Um, maybe what I could do is I could just write my information down on a piece of paper. This sort of tells me a little bit something. This maybe tells me that they're not ready for that, that next step. So I think business card right now, if somebody was, if you were asking me that question, get a business card, make a business card up. They're really, really cheap. You can print them out on your computer um, as long as it looks professional. With all the online services now, you can get like 500 business cards for like $10. They don't have to be full color. They can be black and white but have something you can hand out that looks very, very professional. Then I would start with families and friends. Like you said, if you're already um, performing for families and friends, it's very simple. Get a piece of paper, make a list. So of your families and friends, ask them, 
Do you know anybody who's having an event or a birthday party or an anniversary party or something, um, a, a barbecue, a family reunion, something that, um, that you know that you've seen my show now, you have some trust in seeing what I did that you could refer me to. And now you start compiling a list of all of these names of people who you've already known. So um, if I did a show for Uncle Bill at his house, and I say to Uncle Bill, um, Uncle Bill, do you know some other people who may be interested in my show? Yeah, the next door neighbor's child is having a birthday I know coming up next month. So now you can phone that person and say, hi, my name is Elliot. My Uncle Bill told me that your child is having a birthday party. I was just performing at my Uncle Bill's house. Um, I'd like to talk to you about the possibility of performing. Now you have a business card you can give them. Not necessarily that you're ready to have a website yet, but with all like the um, uh, uh, sort of uh, generic um, formats that, that are out there, you can build a website really, really inexpensively. But the point I'm trying to make is getting referrals from these people who you already know, and they have trust for you that they would feel very, very secure in giving your name or name out to these other people. That to me would be the very first way of starting. Yeah, that's that's brilliant advice. That's brilliant advice. Oh, well, look, Elliot, we're we're just about to get it out of time, so um, I've got to thank you ever so much for for giving this time and talking about about this because um, you know I highly recommend the book. Um, it's one that when I have people ask me questions, I'll reply them a question and I'll mention that book so many times because generally any bit of advice in there you've you've got a little chapter in there you've got a little thing on procrastination you've got um again about, i'll tell you about that later <laughs> yeah you've got yeah but um but there's so many different things you've got about confidence as well um and so yeah really impressed so thank you very much what we'll do is we'll put uh, a note um on this page in this link as well which links to the book and links to um, the ebook as well that people can download. And like you said, um, there's some extra content as well that they'll get if they download the ebook. Definitely, yeah. It's it's all um, samples of business cards, samples of contracts. Uh, there's samples to get corporate sponsors. Sometimes magicians are wanting to put on a big show and you can get corporate sponsorship. Uh, letters of introduction, scripts for cold calls, call tracking sheets, expense sheets. That's a really big thing that we didn't talk about. It doesn't seem that important, but um, a lot of times magicians don't track all their expenses to know, you know what they're spending on a monthly basis. And come tax time, if you were to keep receipts for all of the things that you've done, kept track of your mileage for your shows, uh, if you got your outfit dry cleaned, you can actually claim that as a business expense. So we talk about all of these things and we have forms that you can share actually share fill out. Share the book again. <laughs> share us the book, Elliot. <laughs> That's I would just <laughs> entertainers wrote after business. And we got a really good quote here, Dominic, from Houdini. Oh, well, yes, I have <laughs> And it says right here, I wish this book had been available when I was starting out. Harry Houdini, in a recent conversation with the happy medium. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, no, and, uh, if they, and I think that you have information from the folks. We've got some really great testimonials from the International Brotherhood of Magicians, uh, from Michael Close, a well, where, very well-known and respected magician. Uh, Jeff McBride, actually, Jeff McBride promotes... Uh, 
um, our, our book in, in his business lectures, and also Paul Daniels. Paul Daniels actually uh, endorsed the book. Yeah, quite rightly, you know, it, the, the list of people that, that have said it's valuable is, is really, really impressive. But look, Elliot, before we go, I always hit people with like a little surprise question. <laughs> so, so I've got to ask you, it, what would you say, if you could do one thing differently, looking back at your magic career, one thing that you wish you'd done differently, what would it be? Wow, that is a, that is a surprise question. And, and what I'd have to say, you know, and this is personal for me, you're going to get a different answer from everybody. The only thing I would have done different is I wish that I would have had the knowledge that I have now and, and sort of was and felt confident about starting my career full time at an earlier age. After I started doing it, I thought, wow, it really wasn't this hard. I could have done this thing a lot earlier. And now with all the information like, like the book and other resources available, it, it, your dream can come true. And, and I think that's the only thing as I, I'm, I'm happy where I am right now. I mean, with the experience that I've gotten, I don't know if I would have been ready years ago, but I think that would have been it was just to go and say, you know what, this is what I want to do. Uh, draw that line in the sand and do it. Follow yeah. your dream, follow your passion, and don't let anybody ever take your dream away from you. Yeah, that's so true. That's it. It's the same thing with me as well. I wish I could have, I could have started doing magic full time, sort of ten years before I, but um, before I did to to that extent. And you you never feel you're ready enough. And then when you look back, you think, oh, you stupid kid, why didn't you start? <laughs> what 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 held you back? Why didn't you start it sooner? But um, but there you go. Exactly. Well, cool. Exactly. Thanks ever so much for your time, Elliot. And guys, again, so the, the book is Highway to Success. Um, there's a link uh, on this page and also in the, uh, the notes for the video. So do check it out. Um, and again, if you've got any problems or any questions at all, just shoot us an email over at support at magicshop.co.uk and check out the blog, which is blog.magicshop.co.uk. And uh, thanks for watching. Thanks, Dominic. Again, I just want to assure you and everybody that I guarantee beyond a shadow of a doubt, even if they took or learned one piece of information out of this 174-page book, it's going to change things for them. Yeah, very true. That's very true. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. And join us again uh, really soon when we'll be back at the Merchant of Magic. And, uh, and we'll do it all over again. Cheers. Bye. Bye, Dominic.